When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we welcome you to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album, the author of the book Tuesdays with Maury, upon which this podcast is based. Lisa Goich is alongside, as always, my friend, my producer. How are you, Lisa? I'm good, Mitch. How are you today? I'm good. I I, I was a little nervous about the starting this podcast because earlier today I went and had some dental work done and they gave oh, me they gave me a needle that uh numbed you know the upper part of my right part of my gums and lip and everything oh. you know how you have that oh, yeah. you can't you can't feel your lip and, you, and <laughs> right. i'm thinking well maybe i should have <laughs> thought about that <laughs> before we had the podcast scheduled because <laughs> uh, i'm not sure if you know like that and uh it seems to have uh subsided but if i butcher a word here or there it may just be that I, you know, just got a little flash of the Novocaine or whatever. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm messing <laughs> You it up. sound fine. I never even would have noticed. Okay. Well, and I'm looking at you. I'm seeing your face. I don't even see it. Let's keep it that way. Yes. <laughs> let's, let's keep it that way. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to uh, regret the dental work. But so here's what uh, I thought we would talk about today. Um, it's interesting. I don't often take lessons from the world of sports and move them into our podcast. I kind of live in two different worlds. For those of you who don't know, I was, ha, was have been, and continue to be a sports writer uh, and sports commentator. Um, it's not really the big thing I do anymore. It used to be a major part of my life. And in fact, before I started uh, seeing Maury, it was everything in my life. That's all I did. And it was really after after Maury and the experience of Tuesdays with Maury that, uh, and the book, that my life began to change, and slowly the sports part of my life began to fade and to the point that I, I do it you know, a little bit, a bit, but still maintain my status at it. I've, I've you know, been in that world for 35-plus years. So why do I bring this up? Because here where I live in Detroit, uh, we have a terrible football team. Our football team is awful. You know this <laughs> from the years you spent here, Lisa. We have yes. the name of our team is the Lions, the Detroit Lions, and uh, they're just perennially awful. They're awful. They haven't sad. won. They've it's never so won a sad. Super Bowl. They're they're one sad. of the handful of teams that have never been to a Super Bowl. And the last time they won anything was, I think, in 1957. That was that was way before they had Super Bowls and everything. And uh, they. They had a quarterback back then whose name was Bobby Lane, and he was a really good quarterback. But when they saw they weren't going to win or whatever, they traded him. Oh, and he got he got really angry at being traded, and he said, "The Lions won't win, an, uh, you know, won't win again for fifty years." Oh my God, he put, he put a hex, <laughs> put like a curse on them. 
And of course, not wow. only has it proven to be true, but we're beyond the 50 years Freeze. and we're still suffering from it. So wow. uh, it's that kind of a franchise. And about 13 years ago, the Lions being so bad, they lost every single game of the season. They were 0-16. It's oh, really, wow. really hard to do. It's only happened a couple <laughs> times in history. They didn't win a single game. And as a result of not winning a single game, the following year, they were given the number one draft choice, meaning you can pick of all the college players that are out there. You get to pick the number one, the best one out wow. there coming to your team. This is what they give Why? to, to the, well, because they had the worst record. This happens every year. It's, That's it's the craziest thing. So the poor, I'm just saying, like the poor person who's the number one draft choice. Has to go to a lousy team. They have to yeah. go to a really crappy team. That's right. That's right. Oh, that, my that's right. God. That's Which is frequently awful. why they have great college careers and just okay pro careers because they always go to these bad teams. Although in many cases, they help make the bad team better. And that's what's that's the whole purpose of the that's draft the is point. to try right. to yeah, balance things out. So anyhow, the Lions get the number one pick. And with that number one pick, in that year, they pick a, a quarterback named Matthew Stafford, right. who played for Georgia and was a really good quarterback, and they picked him with the number one pick. So now they have this really good quarterback, and he comes in, and he's young, and he starts playing really well. And it's pretty obvious that he's a very good quarterback, but and they start to win some games, but they're still not good enough to you know get to the playoffs with any kind of regularity. And he's here right. for 12 years. And in 12 years, they go to the playoffs three times. And oh. each time, they lose the first game they play. The other nine years, they don't even make the playoffs. Three times, they make the playoffs, and they lose each time. So now he's about 33 years old this past season. And he basically said, you know, I've given everything I can to this franchise. I've, 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 and he did. You know, he played hurt. He played injured. He played. He was involved with the community. He was a good guy. He was never in trouble. He didn't have an ego. I mean, everybody liked him, all those things. But he said, I, I'm 33, 32, 33. I, I only have a few years left. I really want to try to win a championship. It's not going to happen here. They just fired the coach again. They just fired the general manager again. They're going to start all over. Could you please trade me? He said this quietly, you know, behind the scenes. And they did. And they traded him to Los Angeles, where you live. Yeah. To a team that was very good and had been to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. In exchange, the Lions got three draft picks, which enabled them to, you know, number one draft picks and number three draft picks, which enabled them to build the future. And they got the quarterback that the Rams had had, who was very good, but not as good as this guy. Okay. So the trade happens. This is the beginning of the year. The trade happens, and everyone says, well, what are you going to do? You know, the guy gave it his all. He had the bad luck of being here. We wish him well. He's a good guy. We love him and go, you know, we hope you do well out there and we'll take these draft picks here and we'll start anew. You know, we'll try to start mm -hmm. build something new. Then the season starts and the Lions continue to be bad and oh, lose no. game after game after game. <laughs> no. They lose the first eight games that they play. And meanwhile, Matthew Stafford, who's now out in Los Angeles, starts to win and right. continues to win and continues to win. And then it gets kind of to the end of the year, and he's still winning. And it looks like they're going to make the playoffs. He's going to make the playoffs with this new team. And there are people here who say, well, all right, we're happy for him. You know, it's too bad <laughs> that they couldn't make it when he was here. But all right, he went to a good team. That's why he went. After all, that's why he went. So he's going so he to the playoffs. That's some accolades in his life. <laughs> yeah, a few. Meanwhile, there are some people here 
who, when they started the playoffs, said, well, watch, just watch. You know, yeah, he made the playoffs, but he made the playoffs three times with us and couldn't win once. And watch what's going to happen. He's going to go with them, and his true colors are going to show, and he's going to lose out there too. And you're going to see that we didn't give up anybody that great because uh-huh. he's, not a, he's not a winner. He's not a winner. So they play their first playoff game, and they, they win big. They crushed it, yeah. They beat Arizona, and it was just a blowout. And Matthew Stafford played really well. So there were people here going, well, okay, you know, so he won one playoff game, you know, great, whip de doo now he's won one in his career, you know, and there were already people starting to feel like, boy, couldn't he couldn't win one here, mm-hmm. but he goes there and he wins one there. But there were other people who said, well, that was one playoff game, but now he has to play against Tom Brady and right. the Tampa Bay uh-huh. Bucks and the best team in football, the defending Super Bowl champs. Watch this. Now he'll, you know, you'll see why he wasn't that great here with Detroit. And, you know, his run will be over. Well, they played yesterday or, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, yeah well, when we're recording this yesterday. Yeah, they played on Sunday. And they won. They <laughs> beat Tom Brady. They yeah. Beat Tampa, and not only did they beat them, but they beat them with Matthew Stafford leading a drive in the final minute. That right down the field through two fantastic passes and got them up to the like they kicked the winning field goal, they win. They are now going to play for the NFC championship. If they win that game, they're in the Super Bowl. Okay. That's this amazing. is a guy His who couldn't first- win, who <laughs> lost all kinds of games here, couldn't win one playoff game here, and now he only needs to win one more time. He's in the ah. Super Bowl. So why do I bring this all up? Because it's been interesting to watch these people who at the beginning we're like, yeah, let him go, and we wish him well. And all. now there's a lot of sort of like, well, we didn't wish him that well. Yeah, we didn't want him to do that great. <laughs> How come he's doing that great there, and and uh, and he couldn't do anything here? And and it's a little bit like I likened it to in a in a piece that I wrote that if you break up with your you know boyfriend or girlfriend, or whatever, uh, and you know it just didn't work. We both we parted amicably, and then. Down the pike, you find out that she, she's dating someone else. Oh, I'm happy for her. You know, she's dating somebody else. And look, it wasn't going to work out with us. So she's dating somebody else. That's good. You know, let her be happy. I hope I find happiness too. Yeah. And then you start to hear like this guy that she's dating. Oh, by the way, he's really rich. <laughs> and uh, he's got a really big house. <laughs> and uh, oh, he just uh, helped her get a career as a supermodel. <laughs> And, uh, oh, she's now the hottest supermodel going, oh, now she's on the cover of Sports Illustrated and uh, swimsuit issue. And now there you see them being photographed everywhere and uh, people are writing like what an amazing existence these two people have. They're the happiest people on earth. Well, now you don't feel the same way that you necessarily did right at the beginning. Yeah, right. Uh, you're starting not to root so hard for your ex to do well. Yeah. So what does this all mean? Well. It has to do with like, what is real friendship? What is a barometer of real friendship? And in my time with Maury, I felt that I really got an opportunity to see friendship the way that it can, it can really be a, a boosting physical, emotional uh, entity. It's not just I've got some friends. But these are people who end up 
cheering you up, who end up lifting your spirits, who end up rallying for you and coming to your side and at, at your toughest moments and being there for you. And Maury just had an endless stream of really good friends who he had invested in over the years. They weren't his friends because he got sick. They were his friends despite the fact that he got sick. Because one of the easiest things to do when someone gets has a terminal illness is to you know, see them when they first get the news and see them a couple weeks after that and then call them and check in on them and see how they're doing and, and then call a little bit. And slowly, slowly, people start to fade. They start mm-hmm. to pull mm-hmm. away a little bit. They don't check in. Why? Because, well, we can't do the fun things that we used to do when we were friends. There's no more of the going for the vacations in Mexico or in Africa or whatever because you have to be at the doctor's. Yeah. You know, or you're not up to it. There's no more spontaneous, hey, we were just thinking, you know, why don't we go get a drink or why don't we go, why don't we go grab a movie because you're sick and you can't leave the house like that. You're not providing the fun, the pleasure part of the friendship. And so the other party, that was really kind of what they were in it for. And not so much to be there for you when times got difficult. And so you've heard that expression, you find out who your true friends are, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Maury found out that he had a lot of true friends because his really good friends stayed with him and visited him for the better part of two years while he was dying. And although they couldn't do the meals that they used to do or the swimming that they used to do or the tennis that they used to play or the trips out to concerts or lectures or things like that, so they would come and sit with Maury in his office and they would hold his hand and they would tell him how much he meant to them. And he would tell them. And it was because he was a good friend to them and they were good friends to him that, that, that the friendship was not undermined or broken apart by a challenge mm-hmm. from the outside. That challenge being in his case, Lou Gehrig's disease. And a very difficult disease to watch somebody. It's not easy to go into someone who was once alert and alive and you would swim together and hug each other and do all physical things and things. And now he's lying in a chair and he can't move. Yeah. And you have to hold his head just to get him to look at you. You have to physically turn his head with your hands. That kind of thing is is difficult for people to um, be comfortable with. And yet he had this really great group of dedicated friends who endured that and said that in some ways those months with him were like the purest forms of their friendship. Well, it's the same thing about that I was talking about with wanting uh, good things to happen to people who were important in your life, even if maybe you don't have the same status with them as you did Mm -hmm. before. You see what I mean? Yeah. We'll be back with more Tuesday People right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So if you were truly Matthew Stafford's friend, so to speak, or truly admired him for just what he did and who he had been, then you wouldn't find it hard to root for him to do well. You know, you'd no, be cheering be for happy. him. and yeah. yeah. But if it starts to enter your brain that, well, how come he's doing it now? Or, oh, great, now you do it, you know, or why do I have to watch him succeed? You know, I want him to, to fail. What's that, schadenfreude? You know, yeah, when yeah, you, yeah. you want uh-huh. the same thing to happen to someone else bad that has happened to you. Yeah. It's 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 like you don't want them doing better than you're doing. You kind yeah. of want them to supposed to be your friends, right. but you kind of want them to I think we did a whole show on this. Yeah, we did. You want yeah. them to fail because they've failed you. Like right. like people like take this personally probably that he's sort of slighted us. Well, it's yeah. not his fault, you know, that nobody else could 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 create a good team around him. I mean, it's, you know, blame the coach, blame right. the Many owners. People blame. But, but sometimes people don't see it like that. What they, because they don't see, they feel. And what they feel is I want you to suffer the way I'm suffering. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want you to do better mm-hmm. than, than I'm doing and than we're doing because yeah. that would mean me having to be happy for you without getting to be happy for myself. Yeah, And this is what I mean by a test of real friendship, real love, is that, yes, it's easy to love someone when they love you back. And yes, it's easy to love someone when great things are happening to the two of you. Yeah. You know, a young couple gets married, uh, both of them get promotions uh, at the same time. Uh, they both get a dog that they love, you know, both of them move into this new apartment or new house that they think is great. So sure, all good things are happening to the two of them. And they, they can say, isn't this an amazing marriage we have? Aren't yeah. we the best couple ever? Uh, are, are, isn't it just great how things are going? But then when one starts to do well and the other doesn't, yeah, is is that same emotion there? Or is your emotion towards the person tied in kind of to the circumstances yeah. of you with that person? Randy Newman has this uh, great song, a small song, not a popular one, but it's called I Want You to Hurt Like I Do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's just about, yeah. you know, people who are trying yeah. to explain their bad behavior, but they're saying deep down, I just I want you to be in as much pain as I'm in. Yeah. If I had a breakup then, you know, and 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 suffer during the breakup, then I want you to suffer. If oh, I have all had, felt that, yeah. Yeah. We've all felt that. I've wished that on ex-boyfriends in my life. Have you? Yeah. Terrible, right? Well. I mean, it's been a long time since I've- No, it's terrible, but it's not admirable. No. A a better thing to do would be, can you find a way to get to a place where you actually want good things to happen to someone who you used to be involved with, 
but there's no upside to it for you. Mm-hmm. That's hard. There's no upside to it for you. Yeah, you, not easy. Yeah. yeah. I you mean, know, especially you're, if you're not doing well either. I guess you'd right. have to wish the same for yourself along with wishing it for them. And then maybe that would give you some hope or something. I don't right. know. That's difficult. It's hard. It is. But that is also the real mark of, of, a, of a true friend yeah. who wants you to do well, even if they can't. You know, those, yeah. those uh, movies where uh, it's a war scene or a zombie movie or whatever, and people are slowly getting picked off. Mm-hmm. And killed as the movie goes on, and there's that moment where the the older person or the wayward brother, whoever it is, they get shot or they get bitten or whatever, and they <laughs> they instead of telling the other person save me, yeah, they say you go on, go save yourself, mm-hmm. don't drag me down, you know, don't let me drag you down, mm-hmm. you go and and here take this, take this whatever it is they pull out of their pocket, and you know when you start the new world. You know, tell them who I was, or something yeah. like that. You know, some little thing, and and you can't believe the selflessness of these characters. Yeah, that they're basically telling the person, no, no, you don't even have to wait with me here while I die. You go on. I want you to live. I want you to be happy. And I always find those moments both inspiring mm-hmm. and also totally impossible to believe. <laughs> you yeah, know? I know, because <laughs> I think most people in that situation would be, "Where are you going?" Don't just leave me here. You know, I, I don't want to die alone. It's bad enough that you get to live and I have to die. You're going to leave me here too? You know, stay here. You know, well, but if I stay here, they may come and capture me. So what? Look at me. I'm shot. You know, I mean, that's right. that, That's more like the dialogue that right. people would have. But in the movies, it's, a, you know, no, no, go save yourself. Well, that kind of. That doesn't happen very often no, in real life. That kind of selflessness. <laughs> Well, it doesn't. Those situations don't happen. Period. In real life, that we're all being <laughs> eaten by zombies. Well, and we that's have true. To decide who's going to live and who isn't. But I, I just think the idea of, you know, wanting someone else to do well, to have good things happen to them, even if it's not tied to you having good things happen to you, even if it's not tied to the two of you, sort of both boats rising together. Something good happens to you. Mm-hmm. It lifts me up too. That's the kind of thing that, you know, you would root for Matthew Stafford, the quarterback, when he was here in Detroit. I really want him to do well. Well, of course, if he does well here, then the team's going to do well here. You're going to benefit from it too because you like the team. So you can say, well, I just want him to do well. I always root for him. But there's something in it for you too. But then when he goes someplace else and he's playing for another team and there's nothing in it for you, but you still say, I want to see him do well. Yeah then, you know, maybe you have the right motivations at heart. Yeah. But and- but if they start to do really well and you start pulling it back, then you say, oh, so this was a conditional want you to do well. Right. I want you to do well. I just don't want you to do that much better than I'm doing. That's See, a conditional. Yeah. Now, I know Matt Stafford from your radiothons, right? He was always very generous with his time for you and for, with the radiothon. And he always was a kind guy, right? Now he comes to Los Angeles where I live. So I'm like, I'm super happy for him because, you know, he was a nice guy and look, he's doing great. And he he could have stayed where he was, right? And continued here on some mediocre path, but he decided to do better for himself. I'm excited, but am I excited because I live in Los Angeles um, <laughs> or because I'm not that big of a football man? Yeah. Um, but- it, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's cool for him. I think it is, especially in his thirties, right? How how long do yeah, football players? They only yeah. play like till they're yeah. 
what? I mean, he's might have three or, three or four more years to play, right? Yeah. Right. So it's good. We should all be happy. Well, what that requires in life, first of all, is an absence of something. Before you can have that happen, is you have to have the absence of envy. Yeah. You have to have the absence of en- envy. Uh, and mm. Maury mm-hmm. warned frequently about the subconscious feelings of envy. Listen. You just can't kid yourself. Mm-hmm. Of course, a lot of people live on envy. That's what feeds them. Or jealousy or whatever. Right. You know how many people commit horrendous things through jealousy. Right. So you have to have that awareness of what I would call its corroding quality. It corrodes your soul when you envy somebody so deeply that you say, I want that. I need that. I can't live without that. That's the extreme. And that just eats eats away at you. Have you ever had that feeling with somebody, that type of envy? it, it really, as Maury says, it can corrode your soul. It can eat yeah. away at the fiber of your soul, at the lining of your soul. Uh, and it it's where all of this, I don't want you to do that well, comes from. Yeah. It's an envy, it's a position of envy where you say, you know, I, I want to be, I want to experience what he's experienced. But why does he get to do that? And I don't get to do that. Have you ever been that way, Mitch? Have you ever had envy, deep envy? Uh I would say, yeah, uh, when I was younger and I would look at guys in my profession who I thought were way further ahead than me, but I didn't think were any better than me. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, why do they have that? It's funny because when you're younger, you think that other people are getting the jobs that you want or hang on to jobs that you want because they're older. Yeah. Oh, I'm just not taken seriously. You know, they're older. That guy's in his 50s, early 60s. So, yeah, of course he gets in. They look at me and I'm in my late 20s and I, you know, act like I don't know what I'm doing. Then when you get to that age, Mm -hmm. your late 50s, early 60s, you're constantly complaining about, they're going to fire me because they want to hire somebody younger. Somebody younger, right. (laughs) Look at that guy. He doesn't even know what he's talking about and they're going to hire him. Exactly. So, we we, we both look to the other side to blame for our problems. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm sure I did the opposite. When yeah. I was younger, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't do it now. You know, I've kind of gotten past that and yeah. I'm very blessed to have the little realm that I have of influence and, you know, re- outreach. And I'm happy with that. I don't mm-hmm. need to, it doesn't need to be bigger than that. Yeah. But I, I do find that there's some interesting lessons and I'll be curious to see, um, as this thing goes on, like if they end up winning another game and go to the Super Bowl. I hope are, they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. But are people here in Detroit going to just be you know, picketing and, you know, out and all, all right, we didn't, wait, we, didn't, we didn't want him to be this good <laughs> burning for down somebody the town. else. We didn't want, we didn't want to see him on the cover of sports illustrated swimsuit issue. You know? <laughs> it's okay. We broke up. You have to, why do you have to rub our face in it? So I know. you have to kind of get past that and say, this is not other people's success is not your failure. Yeah. Other people's success is not your failure. It's it's amazing to me how many people I meet that they if they hear of somebody else who's doing something you can kind of see like they're like oh really what and then they tell them yeah I just got this job for you know, one hundred fifty thousand dollars or something like that oh really oh that's cool that's great that's great and then they kind of slink back you know to they where could- they came from in the car <laughs> or whatever 
and uh, maybe they'd go outside and just pick a snowball fight. Right. You know, to try to, to try to, you know, just get the upper hand on somebody. And, uh, you know, or they go call one of your mutual friends and start, you know, griping to that mutual friend. Oh, did you hear about Bob? Yeah. He's got this great job. Now he thinks he's all fancy. And, you know, then you start pulling other people into your misery, (laughs) hoping that they'll turn on the friend too, you know? Uh, Yeah, exactly. That Uh, happens. Who knows? I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, it is tough. It's human um, nature. It's human nature, Mitch. Right, but we, but many things, Lisa, are human nature, and we have to fight against the worst parts of our human nature. And yeah, one of yeah. our parts of our human nature is the Schadenfreude thing. Is this thing that we want others to do badly uh, because we think it might make us feel better that we're not doing as well yeah. as they have a chance to do? And I, if you find yourself rooting for other people to lose in life. You have a little bit of that going on, even if they're not, even if they're not, um, you know, your 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 friends or 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 things like that, or just even if they're just football players. If you have that in you and you want other people to do poorly because it makes you feel good, it's not a good sign. You should try to get rid of that that quality. Yeah, it's yeah, not, I get uh, it. Yeah. I get it. I don't really think I ever saw Maury even remotely close to anything like that. He was just always happy, always happy. Uh, and, and he, he knew, uh, he knew that envy was a, 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 a no way street. Listen to this cut here. I understand it too well. It's not going to get me anywhere. It's just going to make me unhappy. Just make me antagonistic to the person I'm envying. And it's of no value. And I can have that reaction, an envious reaction, but I don't have to have that continue that in a response. The response being the reaction to my reaction. You get what I'm saying? Anyhow, that's uh, that's a thought for the day as we head into the uh, to the week and more football. Try to keep that in mind if your team is not your ex is on somebody else's team now. Some interesting <laughs> X lessons going on here. Yes. If you enjoy what you heard, uh, you can always leave us a comment. We appreciate that. And you can find out more about our podcast at wetuesdaypeople.com on the web. There are chat rooms there and uh, discussion groups and themes. And you can go back and find topics that we've dealt with before. You can find our original show on Schadenfreude. Yeah. which I think at the time I was trying to figure out how to pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> and so you can check all that out. But uh, yeah, also just be good to one another. You, yeah. see the, you can see the alternatives. Enjoy uh, your friends' uh, successes in life. Yeah. Celebrate with them. It's not going to hurt you. No. To be happy for someone else. Ah, if, if anything, that's a good line there, Mitch. If anything, it'll enhance you. Mm-hmm. Write that one down. We'll put it in the clip. Uh, yeah, we'll put I'm it putting the that billboard. in the banner all right on behalf of my friend lisa goich who produces this program this is mitch album saying see you next tuesday thank you for listening to tuesday people to be part of our conversation join the tuesday people community at wetuesdaypeople.com subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends we look forward to having you with us every tuesday because after all we're tuesday people <laughs>